Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. On this season of the podcast, we're doing something called The 52 Project. 52 conversations over 52 weeks with 52 different people who have made an impact on my life that I want to share with the world. On today's episode, I have my friend Gab Boshe with me. Gab and her husband Brian have been called the next generation's motivational titans. They are best-selling authors, international speakers, and together they founded The Purpose Company. We talk about purpose, growing a company from the start, becoming an author, becoming a world-renowned speaker, and so much more. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Frontline Coffee Co. Delicious, bold, and expertly roasted small batch coffee for the everyday American. Frontline is not just about coffee. They're about supporting responders on the front lines, courageously caring for the rest of us. With every Frontline purchase, a percentage goes to supporting the brave men and women who are doing just that. Head over to FrontlineCoffeeCo.com and use promo code FREEDUP. That's F-R-E-E-D-U-P. All one word, FREEDUP, to get 15% off your purchase. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Today, I've got Gab Boucher with The Purpose Company and so much more than that, uh, but I'm so excited for this guest, and she's a friend and has really been a mentor in different seasons, long distance and up close. Uh, Gab, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, thanks so much for having me, man. I am so stoked to be here. <laughs> yeah. So will you give us a snapshot? Where are you at right now? Where are you living? And, and kind of like just what, what are you about? What are you doing? So people can have some kind of a context to who I'm talking to today. Sure. Yeah. So I am based in Dallas, Texas, and I run the Purpose Company with my husband, Brian. And so the Purpose Company is really obsessed with helping people step into their purpose. So we help people discover what's next to them, write books, get TED Talks, start companies, all really at the cornerstone of purpose. So yeah, we've got a ton of stuff out there. We've got books and TED Talks and all that other fun stuff, but we're just super obsessed with coming alongside people and helping their, them yeah. step into their purpose. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've, I've known you for uh, since I was in high school. So I'll talk about that in a second, just kind of how we met, why why you're part of this, this podcast conversation today, which is really uh, something centered around something I'm calling the 52 Project, right? Where you're one of the 52 people that as I'm walking through this year going, made an impact on my life, made a mark in a way that was significant. And so although we haven't had as much interaction in the later, like later in the last few years, you're still making an impact because of the seeds that were deposited a long time ago. Um, and so we'll get into that in a second. So you're in Texas. Uh, you guys uh, run the the Purpose Company, or Purpose Co. And uh, I continue to follow and see what what you guys are up to, and st- am inspired still by a lot of things that you guys are about on on Facebook, on social media, and uh, and and beyond. Uh, and it's been impressive to see just the way that you guys continue to get better at what you do. Like there's a there's this tenacious pursuit of there's always ways that we can we can be more effective. There's always ways we can help more people. And I was one of those people that you helped in the inception of some of my journey. Uh, and, uh, but, but where it started was in high school. I was a a sophomore in high school and I had this idea of starting this event, uh, at a local, uh, getting all these high schools together. We were, we were out of Rockland, California is where I was at. I think you were you were in, Folsom. Gra- yeah, Folsom. Okay, that's yeah, right. go Bulldogs. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, and and at the time, you were, I think you were at William Jessup University, if I'm not mistaken, just yep. from all the time frame. 
And uh, uh, basically, like I, I was like, let's do this youth event with with churches and ministries, and just I want to bring some youth together, really for a greater purpose, and and not just have one church or one school and make this. And you you found out about it somehow, some way. You just had like written a book or were writing a book at that time, mm-hmm. like and it may have been your first one, or was yeah, it? it was. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was seventeen when I wrote my first one. Yeah, so I was just a babe. <laughs> seventeen, and in it, I think not another teen rally. That was that uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. So I was putting on another teen rally and you were writing a book like, come on, like not. An, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you I, we, we met, we talked a little bit and there was something there. So that's where it started. And uh, and then you went on to to do all kinds of different things and different companies. And uh, where we really were connected was with a company you started called Millennial Solution. And uh, and so that's that's where I'll pick up here for a moment. Very briefly. Um, I, I've been in ministry my whole life at right out of high school, right out of that high school kid experience, stepped into something I felt God called me to as a pastor and, and an impactor for the, for the gospel and was in ministry for about six or seven years when I, I had, I saw something that you had posted about speaking and it was like, Hey, are you, do you feel like you want to potentially be a speaker or you have something in you to say? And there's even a potential that you could like, you know, get paid for that, you know, and again, in ministry, that's not, that's not a thought we're like, really, it's not really the thing we're, we're, we're not doing it for the money, but we're, but we're doing it, you know, for, for a greater you're purpose. You're told the opposite. You're like getting right. paid is bad. Like if someone's like, Hey, we want to bless you. Like, no, no, right. it's okay. You put right. in that, that parking lot instead, like somehow like, you know, walking away from the $500 honorarium is <laughs> right. Well, and see, and so, and that was, that was something kind of built in. Like it was yeah. like this, almost like you feel bad about it. And, and I guess there's also a, like a, a repelling at times. I think that happens happens with people that do you give off that vibe in the ministry space that like right so that was there I didn't want to be associated with that and yet part of what you begin to open kind of my eyes to was like hey there's a way to do this that's not necessarily either or like it's it can be both and you could both be impacting and stay honoring to the call but also like like make an impact in and and be compensated for it and like go in places and spaces that like aren't just you know ministry and so I begin to go okay is this for real can I is this something I can actually step into? And so I reached out. You like start like, repenting before you even chat with me. Right, You're like, is right. this really even what I'm supposed to right. be doing? God, I'm sorry, but I right. feel called. And I don't know if anybody really was told me I couldn't, but I always felt like I couldn't. So I remember reaching out to you. We had a conversation and you're like, hey, well, let's jump on a, a call. And and that really started it. And uh, And you really helped me start this journey of like, Chase, like who's telling you you can't you can't be a speaker in make an impact in like the marketplace stuff and in in business and in the secular whatever world and and ministry at the same time like who, who where are you hearing you know and I began to go I don't know like maybe I don't know and you kept kind of pulling this out of me and pr- creating this idea that maybe there was a way that like I've been putting my own boundaries and limits on myself for what I could part of my purpose and what I could be called to do. And so that was where we started and we went on a journey for a while and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. But this is, this is a big one. Uh, The purpose factor that you and your husband, Brian wrote um, in this last few years, how long, how long has purpose co been, been a thing officially? Oh man. So we wrote the purpose factor, I think, two years ago. So it came out in like the heat of the pandemic, which if anyone out there wants to write a book, I don't suggest 
um, having it come out during uh, international pandemic. But um, but it was actually really interesting timing because the whole book is about how to find your purpose and everyone's kind of sitting at home trying to figure out what's next for them. We're like, hey, here's this book about finding your purpose. So it did it did go over pretty well. But I mean, our company, we really started a, a, the year before. And so we started the company and we were writing the book kind of simultaneously um, because for us, everything is really strategic. A lot of times people think about um, whether it's podcasts or books or talks or whatever as products, um, but they're not, it's really a funnel. So yeah. I really learned this early on in having my own business. Uh, everything I created, I wanted it to flow into something else. Like wanted to create a community of people, not just people who bought stuff from me. Um, so we knew we wanted to build something first and then use the book as a funnel, which um, has done really well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing that really stood out about you guys that felt different than when, you know, all, all of the other kind of like motivational speaking, coaching, like help you figure out your life kind of things out there was 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 the word that's in obviously the title of your company in your book. But it was purpose and it wasn't it was the the value in the pursuit of really trying to help other people find that because you knew once they really could discover it and begin to walk in that and walk that out like things change like light, yeah. light, lights turn on and and I saw that even with like millennial solution stuff like it wasn't it wasn't just about you like okay I can go speak and look at my TED talk and look at whatever like at the amount of money that I can make by doing this it was like hey you could do this it, it, you could do more you could chase what is going on in you and even this book it, so much of it was like trying to help uh, peel back some of the things that people have you know, misconceptions around really what purpose is and how purpose is separated from some of these other words that we've associated with it before. Like, can you give me a snapshot of that? Like just the heartbeat of the word purpose itself specific and why that means so much to you. And it's really like your guys' heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, purpose is strewn throughout really our life, our message, our business, um, because it really is, why you do what you do. And so many people, especially when you're young, people say, go pursue your passion, go find your purpose. And I know when I was struggling in my early 20s, I was trying to figure out what's next for me being kind of this super high achiever. Like we're talking about, like I wrote my first book when I was 17 years old, like right. I was like major nerd status. And so because of that, I was always like, I need to keep going. I need to keep achieving. And then when the achievement slows down, cause you get into the real world. And so the real world, like typical workplaces, there's not a lot to achieve because you're just kind of like sitting and waiting till the next job becomes available. And I'm like, Oh man, maybe I'll, I'll train for this marathon. Or maybe I'll like, I was in beauty patches, like maybe I'll get into this. And like, maybe right. I'll get in. like, I started trying to get a pilot's license for no apparent reason. Like I was so <laughs> addicted to achievement that I was yeah. like, when I get to this thing. And so people were just like, when I was really lost in trying to figure out what was next. People would just tell me, find your purpose. And I remember I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I was just walking through Arlington Cemetery, and I just was like, why the heck am I here? Like, I know the core fundamental, right? Like, as Christians, we know that it's like, love God, love people. Like, that's just the basic purpose of life right. when people who are believers are like, I know my purpose. It's to, to love God and love people. I'm like, yeah, no, that's like our general purpose. Congratulations, you're human, but you have a specific purpose. And I was like, what is that specific purpose? And so Brian and I, we had just gotten together at that point. Um, my husband and he, he and I were like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? And uh, he went to law school. So having a conversation with anyone who's gone to law school, all they want to do before you start the conversation is to talk about definitions. Okay. So they're like, let's define it. And I'm like, good night. Okay, fine. So we, we kept looking at purpose. And we're like, 
man, the definition of purpose like really isn't that helpful. So that was the first thing that we did was really define and develop a definition of purpose, which is the best of what you have to help others. Yeah. We yeah. knew it wasn't intention. We knew it wasn't general. We knew it couldn't just be your why, because like why is actually just motivation, which as we all know comes and goes. Like it really had to be the best, as in it had to be well cultivated. It had to be the best because people deserve the best. It couldn't be just stuff that you were kind of good at. It had to be stuff that you were like, yes, this 100% will help people of what you have it's not what your friends have or your partner has or your sister has or your friends across the street or what the person who you want to become has it's what you have and it's to help others yeah. and that's really the functional part of purpose that most people don't understand they think purpose is about them what they want what they like what they want to develop and has nothing to do with you in fact the reason you're stuck is because you're making it about you yeah the company you want to start the blog you want to write the podcast you want to create the book fill in the blank it's not about you as soon as you make it about others not only do you feel more fulfilled yeah. which is really just the evidence of helping other people with your purpose but you actually start to see the results of the reason that you're on this planet yeah like that that is like you just become addicted to it at that yeah. point you're like like i tell people i'm like man i've got like a fulfillment hangover i'm like no no stop stop telling me that my life changed changed yeah. yours stop writing thank you notes like i can't help it like i can't yeah. take it anymore because i i've created this life for myself and that's what we get to do with our clients every day at the purpose company is helping people create these feedback loops of you know the specificity of why you're here of who you're helping and what you're doing that's making a difference in their lives yeah it's huge this is okay. So you mentioned this in, in the book and I think if you would be willing to speak to it because I just don't hear, I don't hear this side of it talked about a lot, but I know there's people that really struggle and wrestle with it. And, and I appreciated the vulnerability in the moment in the book, but, but you basically talked about how there was a season where you realized like it, it, not necessarily that it was like fake it till you make it, but it was like a, there was something that you realized like wasn't working in all of the striving to appear yeah. Maybe maybe more successful than you were or whatever, right? I don't know, totally know how how, uh, how you define it or remember how you define it. But but that reality that there's this pressure that like if I am not appearing or looking successful in whatever it is, then like I won't ever be. And so I have to I have to work overtime to pr to make that perception that I am. Yeah. And it can be this like super unhealthy, unproductive, discouraging, depleting uh, like cycle that just never ends for right people trying to go keeping up with the next whatever thing that success yeah, is. Yeah. And then they actually never walk in their purpose. But how, what, what, what happened for you where you like actually like hit something there where you're like, all right, uh, there's, there's, there's something more here. And I, I have to adjust and pivot from some of that because it, it may be not working or maybe worth it like the way that I thought it was before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been probably three core times in my life where I had those moments where I realized that either I was intentionally misrepresenting myself because of that fake it till you make it and or completely unintentionally doing it. And, and I think that's probably the case for mo most people is they don't realize that they're they're unintentionally doing it because they're borrowing other people's confidence yeah, and they're borrowing other people's purpose. And so ah. they're like, Hey, I see other people doing this. Maybe that's what I should do. I see other people getting into coaching. I see everybody else getting into real estate. I see everybody getting into drop shipping. Maybe that's what I should do too. And so 
it's really interesting when you get kind of like that cornerstone again of what is the best of what you have to help other people when you realize that that is something transferable and we talk about all the time it's a vocation agnostic like i could go work at panera bread and still be using my purpose like sure. people be like walking out of there like making more money feeling more fulfilled doing whatever like you know like loving their partner more whatever it is like i i would do that wherever it doesn't matter if i own my own company or work for somebody else because i have that yeah. um that clarity of who i am and what i'm doing but my journey i think that final line in the sand was i'm so obsessed with how people are perceiving me and trying to get them to see me as whatever it is successful smart etc um that i wasn't actually doing the work of being that person yeah right. and so it was like and people talk about it a lot of times imposter syndrome which um i think is really overused and kind of and people almost use it as a badge of honor like sure. i haven't started because i have imposter syndrome it's like everybody does like there was an interview with oprah a couple years ago where someone said okay so you've interviewed all these incredible people and you know presidents and like bono and all this stuff like what did you learn and here's what she said she said every single person who sat down on the couch next to me when the interview was done said the same thing they all looked at me and they said was that okay wow every single person who had gotten to the top still wanted approval from oprah winfrey <laughs> they were still struggling with insecurity and nervousness yeah. and and i'm telling you i've been on the top of some mountains and i'm climbing other ones you never really make it yeah so why would you not start because you don't feel like you've made it because you're not going to feel like you made it later on yeah so yeah. i think that really changed for me when i realized i needed to create proof like who, if I wanted to help other people find their purpose, I had to find my own purpose first. If I yeah. wanted to help other people with their relationships, I needed to have a great relationship. If I wanna help people with money, I better have really good money management. It starts with you first. And I think that was what was so frustrating to me was that I was posting motivational, you can do it, very general type pieces of advice that was not evidence in my own life. And I realized no wonder I wasn't creating a true impact in the lives of others was because I was inconsistent in my own life. I had to start with myself, like end of one, are you proof of the pudding right. of what it is that you're trying to sell? If not, focus on yourself first because, and we say this all the time in our program, your story is your authority fix it first so that way you then have the authority and imposter syndrome that's a thing of the past once you realize like if i can do it for for me i not only can but i have a duty to do yes. it for other people as well yeah 100 that there's this tension that with that whether it's imposter syndrome or you know faking it till you make it till you make it but then also so like not doing that but then also knowing how to like genuinely um know what you're worth and what yeah. I mean, what I mean by that, not just necessarily like worth, like life worth, like, you know, God loves you and you're worth something because he loves you, but like, like worth as a, um, asset or a, like, a, like a, a, that's a good example, like a communicator. And, and so this was this thing that I think I, you really taught me well. And I think you teach and, and help so many other people learn was like, how do you know what you, how do you know how valuable you are in that's in whatever space? And, yeah. and I remember when, when you started going like, all right, so you, you want to start speaking outside of church stuff. Like you gotta, you gotta get in some places. And I was like, okay, well, like where, like, what do we do? And you're like, well, like your local chamber of commerce, like go and just like, you know, I, I don't even remember how it all happened, but I think, you, I think you made like one connection of somebody like, Hey, I got this guy who could come and speak on, you know, some of this stuff. And, 
I came and there was this room full of like chamber of commerce people. And then one of those dudes was like, Hey, I like what you talked about. Would you come share with my group of six guys? Mm -hmm. And my, and then I went and did a thing there. And then, and then after that, he's like, Hey, you did great. We've got this insurance like convention in Southern California. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to get you to come and be part of that. And then I remember calling you being like, all right, so like, I might get paid for this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I get paid. Like I, I get paid a, a, a small <laughs> church salary, you know, which yeah. is, but like, and you're like, well, let's, you know, let's figure that out. And that, that blew my mind. Cause I see these posts, like not just yours, but in general, Hey, like you could get, you could get paid X amount to speak or write a book or whatever it is. And you're like, yeah, right. Like that's not, who's got that money out there that's doing that. And I remember that being a moment, even when you're like, yeah, like I've gotten paid X amount and X amount before to speak for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. And I'm like, that can't be real. And then this dude was like, Hey, I want you to speak. And, and you like helped me figure out how to do that. Right. You were like, I'll, I'll be your kind of a, uh, like, um, your representative oh, yeah, like your agent. I yeah, was like, Hey, yeah. I'm representing chase. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes, I'm, a, I'm, a, I love I'm, doing that I'm, for ball, I'm balling right out of the gate. Yeah, I got, I got, I got Gab, Gab represented me. So, but that, but that, what that came out with was a, like what you asked for or what you said was like my, like my normal rate of communicating was it's the equivalent of what I made per month in my ministry job for that one mm -hmm. 30 minute speaking segment. Right. Yep. And, and then when I got the call back from you saying like, yeah, they said, great. And they're going to cover your cost to get there and, you know, travel, whatever. I was like, that can't be real, and it, <laughs> but it was. And I yeah. got, I flew down to Huntington beach and spoke uh, on, on like how to engage and reach millennials in the workplace to a, an insurance brokers conference. And it was one of the most like alive feelings I've ever experienced in my life because I, w I was stepping in and walking in my purpose. It wasn't the, the content itself. It was just beginning to enter into a new space. Totally. And then and then I got handed a, a check that was more than what I made per month. So that world was like, how do you help people jump into that space where they're like, hey, I don't want to be this arrogant a-hole that's yeah. like i look at me i'm worth this and and people because people like are repelled by a lot of that unless you're really like up top dog and then they just kind of presume it and like you're gonna do that but you i've always seen have this really beautiful balance of like no no no, i, I know what i'm worth and and i'm it it's okay to ask for that or it's okay to expect that without coming across like you know does that make sense how do you help people bridge that gap if they really struggle with feeling or yeah. have a healthy perspective there yeah, I think this mindset is one of the biggest shifts, especially for people who work in ministry nonprofit. But I mean, sure. I work with like I've got Olympic athletes that I'm working with on on this kind of stuff and in major CVPs of, of Fortune 50 companies. And so there's a mindset where you're OK selling other people's stuff. Right. Like you're OK, like, hey, come join this event or come do this thing or come buy this product. But as soon as it's you, it gets scary. Because when someone doesn't buy your product, it's the product they're rejecting. But when someone doesn't hire you, it's you. Yeah, right. And so the mindset is really pretty crazy. So there's that side of it. But then there's the opposite side of it is I'm not really worth that. And what you're really saying when you're saying that is like, I wouldn't pay me to do that. <laughs> right? Like you're like, I would never pay someone that much money to coach me. Or I wouldn't pay someone that much. Or I wouldn't pay myself that much to, to come in and speak. And that's another, there's four kind of monetary fallacies that we go over, but that's really one of them that I yeah. think keeps people back because you are taking for granted your genius. 
that brilliance, that insight, that whatever you're taking it for granted. And so I talk about money all the time. I had someone who was a girlfriend of mine who I met when I was in ministry, joined my program last week. And she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, Gabby, I can't talk about money the way that you do. Cause I was like, well, how much money do you want to make? She's like, oh my gosh, I feel so nervous. And I said, I love talking about money. Yeah. And she's like, really? I'm like, I love it because it's so interesting because money, and the only reason I talk about it, cause money represents value, right? It's not about money in the bank and what, like it has nothing to do with that. Money sure. represents value. Like I want people to make a lot of money because it represents a lot of people valuing what it is that they have to say. Yeah. Like truly that's, yeah. that's, that's what it boils down to for me. So I think that's a big mindset shift that people have to get into is, and even when you're trying to price yourself, the reason that I was able to get, I don't remember, it was a couple thousand dollars for you that I was like, Hey, like, this is what you should pay. You should, you should get paid. And you're like, really? I'm like, okay, you're going to talk for 30 minutes. If just one person in that room takes your advice and retains just one employee, they just save $60,000. Right. And you getting paid five or eight or 10 grand is nothing because that's just one person. And there were like a lot of people in that room. Right. But I think a lot of times we just think of like, we price ourselves based off of how much time it takes or us having to like take time off of work or what we thought we should get paid. It has nothing to do with that every single thing with pricing comes down to the value that you provide for other people and i also too learned this when i was speaking on a panel the guy sitting next to me was getting paid and i wasn't and i was so mad because i saw the way they treated him versus how they treated me and yeah. he was like a celebrity rock star and i was like nothing and by the way like no one knew who either of us was like we were like we weren't really anything yeah but i saw that people value what they invest in Yep. And I was actually doing a disservice to my audience and my clients by undercharging. They were not taking seriously what it is that I was giving. Like I had a, a client the other day, he's a, he's getting the personal training space and he's like, I've got a lot of clients. I'm like, well, how many of them are paying you? He's like, well, not any of them. I said, so how many of them are getting transformations? He's like, it's taking a while. I said, so none. So you're actually stealing. I said, why are you stealing fulfillment from them and results? It's like, what do you mean? I said, when you don't charge, you don't, you're not holding them accountable to anything. Totally. You're just proving that people like stuff for free. So it's actually when I made that shift in my mind that it's unkind to do things for free or to undercharge. And the kindest thing that I could do is ask someone to take it as seriously as I am. Like everything changed from there. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you have people listening to this and watch this are like, okay, so this is resonating with me. Uh, this purpose this idea of like, there's, there's more that I really need to uniquely press into here. What, like for the, the just random person that has no connection to you guys, to the person that is like in a leadership space or already got something in motion and going, what, what would you say? Like what's purpose company? What, what can they, or what are they specializing in to offer for what, who, who's your audience? Like basically like who, who could listen to this and be like, okay, I'll go to the website right now and figure out like what besides I mean, the book, like coaching, like what do you guys have that would people that are like, I'm in, yeah, they could they could come to. Yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff. I mean, the big thing that I I direct people to just to get to know us better because like listening to podcasts is like cool and they're like, yeah, this is resonating. Sure. But I'm always like, do your research whenever you start working with anybody. Is like, join our free community. It's sevenfigurepurpose.com. The number sevenfigurepurpose.com, and just hang out with us. I do free training in there all the time. Like, I give so much value away because yeah, you do. It's, it's stuff that I wish that I, I I knew, and I think a lot of times people gatekeep information because they think like somehow people are going to say, oh, well, you know, really the good stuff is on the other side of whatever. I'm like, I put it like the good stuff all out there for first because I'm like, there's way more back there. Plus, 
I think we're probably the only program run by people who are doing it in real time. Yeah. Everybody else is like, well, work back in the day. I'm like, hey guys, like I just closed this major deal on Tuesday. Get on tonight's call. I'm going to share with you how I did it. Yep. So that's kind of the fun thing is we get to do stuff with our community, not just for our community, um, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, the book's really cool. Like if you want to find your purpose, read the book. Yep. For sure. Um, the Purpose Factory, you can get it on Amazon and kind of yep. like anywhere. You can get the Audible version if you want to listen to the sweet, sultry sound of my husband's voice. Um, go <laughs> did, did Brian do the, the oh, voice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, love yes. It. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Our publisher was like, do you guys want to both do it? I'm like, I have no idea how that would sound. Um, so that's a no. Also, too, I'm the kind of person that I can't listen to my own voicemail. Like, like I hate the sound of my own voice. And Brian was in broadcasting. So like sometimes I'll just get in the car and he's listening to the book. I'm yeah. like, are you listening to your own audiobook? And he's like, yeah, I'm just keeping, I'm keeping up on it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, check that out. And then like, yeah. we, I mean, we help folks, like we've got pastors in our program. We've got like, yeah, I got like Navy SEALs. Like we've got just a huge spectrum of people who are just like, I want to figure out what's next in my life. Yeah. I want to turn my purpose into something that matters. And then like they usually end up like starting their own company or writing a book or getting a TED talk yeah. or something. Safe to say like you've got something for, for as cliche as it sounds, but something for everybody at some level, like like they could come in yeah. and go, okay, where I'm at right now, I could find something of value here and be connected, whether it's just reading the, 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 the purpose factor or jumping into a program, et cetera. So, so seven figure, say it again for the website. The, yeah. I'll, the number I'll, seven figure purpose.com. That's right. And I'll put all the, I'll put all that in the show notes here too as well. Cool. But, and then there, there's a, a Facebook Thing. I don't know if that has anything to do with like that world, but it feels like that I'm, I'm in that place and uh, it's like alive. Like it's so cool to watch and, and see like what you're talking about is real. Like you're not fabricating obviously any of this. I can attest. Let me just be, I've been a part of it for <laughs> the last couple of years and see the people that are going and communicating and you can see the life and the passion. It's genuine. It's not manufactured or fabricated. And it's pretty special. So like that, that community that you guys have been building is, is pretty, is pretty awesome. And I can see how, like you mentioned live time, you're in it, like you're closing deals and it, it breeds life into the group when they're like, Oh, these are like coaches in the game somehow with us. Like, it's kind of cool and it is different. It is kind of set apart. Uh, and you guys are just incredible. Like you're just incredible people, the way that you see value in people and something in them that may not even see in themselves yet and, and are resilient and relentless and, and really wanting to pull it out of them and help them step into it because, uh, you know, you see, you see it. And, and I think a lot of people need, I think a lot of people need somebody else to see it. And, and you guys have been that, at least for me, that was a huge thing. And I'm watching you do it continually with more people, uh, in, in, yeah, in I your, mean, most your... people need a mirror, like they need a mirror in a good way to be like, this is who you really are. But sometimes they need a mirror for me to be like their big sister and be like, so this is how you're acting yeah. <laughs> and this isn't who you really are. Like, is this who you want to be? Cause this is how you're, you're acting. And so I, that's kind of the, the role that we play is, you know, and I do it for our clients. I do it for people in our community where I'm just like, Hey, I know that you're wanting to do something different. Cause like patterns really do determine your potential. So many people I talk to will come to me and be like, Gab, I'd love to do what it is that you're doing. Or like, Oh, that's so amazing that, you know, your clients are doing this or, Hey, I see this incredible thing going on. I'm like, yeah, but if you're not willing to change your patterns, then you're never really going to hit it. Sure. And, and to me, I mean, I tell people all the time, like the reason why I do what I do is like, I'm in the business of regret minimization. Yeah. Plain good. and simple. Like I don't want to meet people in their eighties and nineties saying, I wish I would have. Yeah. And, and, and when I see people who are just sunsetting in life, whether like, some people are like, 
sunsetting life and they're in their 30s. They're like, well, this is just the life I have. Like I got married, I have kids. I might as well just settle down. I'm like, settle down. What are you talking about? Like you're just getting going. Yeah. And so like, if I just have time to like have coffee with someone or like they're in a rut or like for your listeners who are like, I don't even know where to start. Like the big question I ask people is like, what have you overcome that you can help someone else overcome? Yeah. What yeah. financially and like maybe your, your physical life, your spiritual life and your family, like every single one of you has created something for yourself. You wish existed for you. Yep. You now have something proprietary that you can give to someone else. You can sell it. You can create programs around it. You can, you know, create support systems around it. But, but I think a lot of times people really overthink it. They're like, oh, well, someone else is doing it. Yeah. But is that problem solved? Well, no, that's like someone saying like, oh, well, other people have coffee shops. Okay. So you should never, no one else should ever open a coffee shop ever again. Right. Okay, cool. Right. right. So I think we overthink ourselves out of solutions in that regard. I think it's like, well, who am I to start? Well, why couldn't you start? Like, like, why don't you, do you know more than the person struggling? Do you know more than the, the you five years ago? Like, that's who you're selling to. It was like you five years ago. So do you wish that you would have helped, had help from someone like you then? Well, if the answer is yes, then yeah, like get on it. Because I think sometimes we think our shepherds need to be the ones at the top of the mountain, but they really just need to be a couple steps ahead. 100%. They know more than the person at the top of the mountain because they're like, hey, <laughs> you know, right. like this thing was flooded out a week ago. Watch out versus the one who's been there a couple of years ago doesn't really have as relevant of information. And then, yeah, and I think a lot of people just kind of, accept a lot of the lies of circumstance like a yeah. lot of people tell me like well my purpose is just to be a good dad now like I, somewhere in timothy where it talks about like he who does not provide for his family is worse than an infidel and so like i tell people if they're christian i'm like hey like that is basics like right. congrats like you're hitting you're checking off the basics like but whether like you're a believer or not like you should take care of your family you should be a good friend a good sister a good employee but what else yeah. Like if you're just fine with the bare minimum, like that's totally cool. But I think that there's some of us and not all of us, like, I don't know why some people are just wired this way and not others, but if you know, you're made for more, like don't let go of the dream that hasn't let go of you yeah. plain and simple. Cause it's not going to go away. It'll be, yeah. it'll reiterate. It'll, you know, make you bitter <laughs> or it'll make you better depending on how it is that you actually, um, how it is that you actually react to it. And so, um, those are, I think some of the big things that I see people listening to and waiting for the right time and like oh it'll cost too much or take too much time or whatever it's like don't be so dramatic like yeah. it, like people are like oh i'm so afraid of success like hey i love you and you're talented you're not going to blow up overnight like yeah. i'm just going to tell you like you are not going to be like <laughs> you know famous in six days yeah or six months right. so like don't think of yourself that big just like do the work yeah so good so the, the 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 why of this podcast it's got so many threads that like have been connected to even the heartbeat of some of the stuff that you guys are are really about. But uh, really, my my why here is wanting to help people get freed up so they can get built up, right? And and that they can build up not only themselves but then the people around them. Because I continue to see there being such an issue where uh, people they experience some of that passion and purpose or clarity, but then there's something still in their life that keeps them held back or bound by stuck in something and and that doesn't always go away it's not like a one-time thing sometimes it's a progressive thing and I just I'm so passionate about wanting to help people get freed up so they can actually go forward and not have to constantly go through the cycle of up and down up and down but one of the things that I think I, I've been enjoying asking people and guests on this conversation is uh, for them in their life and and I would ask more specifically to you if you if you'd allow me like what's something like 
in this season. Like you're you're successful, you guys are crushing it, you're helping people make uh, find their purpose and and live in that like never before, you know, you got an incredible husband, all of that stuff. I mean, that's all there and and beyond. What's something in this season that like Gaboche is like feeling like she's being held back by or wants to be held back by less so you can continue to step into who you were made to be? Like what's been a recent struggle that you've been overcoming or trying to overcome? Yeah, I think uh, I love that question because I think a lot of times people want to talk about like on the other side of it. They're like, oh, man, when I struggled with that years ago and it's like okay cool but like when you're in the middle of it sometimes you actually have the best perspective yes yes. um and i think a lot of times people think that it's the hindsight 2020 i think it's like no it's like the middle of it is because you like actually can express the frustration and the feelings i think the big thing and i'm not totally through it yet so i think it it might kind of come across as like not perfectly you're good uh, explained but um but it's not trying to do it all at the same time and and I found coaching people that people oftentimes want to coach people on what they need coaching on. And so I think that I've mm. got kind of this like new level where I've been very much one track mind. I'm like, this is the one thing that I'm doing. And so because of, you know, they say like, you know, new levels, new devils, it's like every time you kind of level up, there's new temptations to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I'm great that I have got a business partner, or husband who's more likely to say no than yes. And I'm more likely to say yes than no. So we're actually balancing each other out because like yeah. we wouldn't start anything if it was up to him. Sure. We wouldn't, <laughs> but we would also to never finish anything sure. if it was up to him. So we've really learned to kind of create that balance and lean into what each of us kind of bring into it. But but yeah, like I'm on like the other side of saying yes to some things that were like made a lot of sense at the time, but created a lot more fulfillment that I was like, oh, I'm not saying I should have said no to them, but now I have new wisdom moving forward that I'm yeah. like, hey, like, like I don't do podcasts anymore. So when you reach out, you're like, hey, can we do this? And I was like, it's Chase, like 100% yeah. doing it for Chase. Yeah. But I for the that. most part, I just like, I just don't, I, I don't do a lot of the stuff that I used to before. Yeah. And so like my schedule's really free now. Like I used to have a crazy schedule of like getting on the phone with people and checking with my team. I'm like, I've just started to say, no to the things that I can still say yes to, um, the things huh, that are really most great. important. So, um, but yeah, I think I pay attention to what frustrates me. Like that's, I think if you look towards your frustrations, it gives you like a big lens on what to focus on. And so in the past, and I'm saying like two weeks, people like, I'm not like, you know, yeah. I'm not free of this yet. Um, looking at like my schedule over the last two weeks, I've been like, I'm just going to block my schedule. Like yeah. just prioritize the stuff I need to prioritize because it's a season because I know on the other side of the season like in another two weeks it'll be different yeah so I think that's the the big thing that I've learned to prioritize yeah. in the season yeah that's great I appreciate I appreciate you just giving me the lifetime you know uh, filter of that I think that's yeah that you, you ask me tomorrow it's going to be a different it's sure. going to be something different but sure. um yeah yeah no for <laughs> as sure. of today yeah, well, I, I I do really appreciate you taking the time, and, and it does mean a lot to me, and especially because because of the project that I'm doing. It, it's not for me. This isn't just a podcast interview. This is this is I'm telling a story right now over this 52 weeks of the people that have made the biggest impact in my life, and so cool. you, that that for me that that's what it is. It's not like uh, it's not content. Like I need more content to put out there, and like well, I, Gabby's you know she's got something good to say. It, it's like it's it's I'm telling a story here, and and so I I so appreciate the time that you're you're taking to spend and 
and, and, and already have today. Um, and, and here's the here's the last thing I'd, I'd, I'd love to encourage you with is the thing that meant the most to me uh, in that season. And as I was like, somebody you, you called something out, you were a mirror, but you also called something out that I didn't I, I couldn't see. I couldn't see that was possible. I, I'd seen it all around me, but I, I could not I could not see it possible for myself. And you had the ability to see it and and, and not like in a like destroy you, get you get over it, you know better, or like you you know, how can you not see it way? Like in a loving but like challenging way, you were like, No, you you can. And then and then when I actually did and I realized it, well, the gift that you helped give me was that experience of for that first time, just speaking for 30 minutes to a group of non-Christian church ministry people and I was getting paid to do it and I was speaking something I believed in uh it 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 showed me like what was possible and that that's a gift that 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 Gab you have you you won't know how that's continued to impact the the people that I'm still impacting because of that little seed and that experience that you got to pull out of me and and then the coaching side I you were you were allowed you allowed me to ask the stupid questions or the the ignorant like i what do i do how do i and and i just think for people to know like how valuable it is in their life in whatever endeavor but like if they get more clarity on their purpose and they're like i want to start this or i want to do this or write or or speak or coach or whatever like the value of having a coach or somebody that has been there and done that that you can that ask some of the questions that you maybe should know but you don't because they they have walked through it is so huge and and I just am so thankful for you and appreciated the way that you did not have there you had nothing to gain like that was part of what I realized too like yeah I don't think I helped you much more than like I I took I took time out of your schedule and investment uh during that season but what you deposited in me that's continuing I think to to, to bear fruit in my life and and, and I think really uh, part of why this podcast is happening is just really starting in a new way. Um, it just means a lot to me. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you to you and Brian for the the life that you guys are living, the, the calling you're stepping into, the purpose that you have walked into. It's helping a lot of people find, discover, and walk in their purpose. And uh, it's it's incredible. That's awesome. Well, I receive that, my friend. And yeah, I mean, I want to encourage you. I mean, there's a lot of people who um, will come into your life. I'm sure that you've experienced in your listeners' lives. And the longer you're in it, the more you have discernment of those who will who have ears to hear. Yeah. And I could tell that from the beginning. And yeah. so I'm very open to giving feedback. And I'm also too very open to receiving feedback. But after a while, you start to pay attention to the folks who listen, the folks who apply, the folks who are like, hey, what did you mean by? Because as someone who now coaches for a living, but one who just used to coach for fun, um, is you pay attention to those people because those are the people that you're like, I'm going to spend a bit more extra time on. Um, And so you've always been that way from the beginning. So it became very, very clear that I was like, Chase not only has this very clear purpose inside of him, but has this pull to do something with it. And so the proximity, like you and I haven't seen each other in person for how, like, I don't know, like a decade, probably. but, but the key is, is like proximity really has nothing to do with purpose. Like a lot of people will tell me like, oh, I live in the city. I can't do what you do. Like I used to live in Lynchburg, Virginia, and I get on a plane every week and I go to, I just fly to go meet people and have lunch with them. Cause I said, you have wisdom. I need wisdom. I will pay to come to you. Yep. So it's, that's, that's 
definitely what you didn't see created a, a pattern. And so I'm super honored, first of all, to be a part of, of this project with you. I think it's really awesome. And, and I tell people all the time, my most fulfilled days aren't the days that my clients text me and say, here's how much money I made, or here's what I did, or I landed this TED talk or whatever. It's, it's when they take a screenshot of what their client or their family or their spouse said and said, oh my gosh, what you did changed my life. Yeah. And yeah. so like my, my kind of mission for this year is to create the world's largest chain reaction of people using their purpose. It's awesome. Like, I just want to be whatever spark I can be, whatever. Like there's a reason we're called the purpose company, not the Brian and <laughs> Brian and Gab show. Like everything yeah. really has to do with how is it that we come alongside and either help people find or fan into flame that purpose that they have inside of them. So I'm really honored that that moment happened for you. Um, and I'm even more honored because people will sometimes have that spark and then it'll die out. But but you have stayed consistent with it, which yeah. is so incredible to see. So for um, from me to you, I'm on your team, whatever it is that you need. Yeah, I appreciate it. It means a lot. And uh, going to continue to just follow and soak up all of the stuff that you guys are doing out there. Um, like like I said, show notes, I'll have all of the links. That, that one, one thing, just one last question that you're something ex you're excited about in, in 2023 that you guys are doing that that's coming that you I mean you just when you think about it you're like i can't wait to do this or i can't wait to to bring people along on this journey like is there anything that just off top of your head that you're like I'm, I'm pumped about this oh my gosh i mean how long do you have like i'm so excited like i'm just having so much fun i think yeah. that's the lesson i learned from last year is it seems like it if you don't have fun when you're building it's not really worth it because like in my world I'm part of masterminds i go to these events and people are making like just stupid money and they look miserable yeah. And I'm just like hugging everybody and like having a great time. And, and I think that, that how you do it is just important as how you finish. Yes. And, and that's really important because I think that's probably why we have done as well as like people are attracted to just the energy of like love and excitement and all the stuff. So yeah, and we're doing a ton of stuff. We're going to start working another book, which I'm super stoked about at the end of the year. But, um, but we started doing live events again, post COVID. Yeah, I, okay. That's, I think I, I, that's part of what I was like, can you talk about that? I, I, I knew something was coming and I was like, I, that seems super rad. And you just had something recently that looked incredible yeah. with like book, no, had book camp. Yes. Yeah. I know it's super fun. Um, it's super fun. Yeah, this is one of those instances that if any of your listeners um, work with their spouse, they kind of know how it is. I was talking to Brian, I'm like, hey, I think we should start doing live events. We did them before COVID and there were these events we'd take people away and help them find their purpose over four days and everyone just be like bawling at the end. It was so cool. Yeah. And um, and I was like, let's do that again. And Brian's like, yeah. I'm like, I want to do it like in February. And he's like, nah, probably not. I was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. We should wait. So anyway, I created the website that afternoon and started selling <laughs> tickets. And I was like, whoops. Yeah, yeah. We sold yeah. out in two weeks, and Brian was like, "Good night, Gap, really." And I was like, "Hey, I create stuff, and then I figure out how to build it." So, yeah. um, we've been doing it virtually for a long time. I've helped over 100 people write books, but anyway, so we had book camp, and I think that was really cool because a lot of them were our clients, and they're from all over the U.S. and people flying in from from every single corner of, of the, the country to come in and to hang out. And so we helped about 27 people write their book in four days and um, presenting um, their book covers to them and giving them permission. We did this activity where, cause a lot of people get in their own head. And so we wrote letters to each of them from like future readers specifically about the book. I mean, the people are writing about addiction and mm -hmm. from addiction to like HR management, right? So 
like we we got it all yeah. and um and people's lives really being touched because of it so we've got three more other live events that we're doing we're doing one called speaker camp helping people get in the speaker space and and other stuff so meeting people in person and that's i think what COVID probably taught a lot of us is like virtual is great but in person is transformational yeah like the the lasting impact of hugging someone and connecting with them and being up late working on their project with them like it just the community aspect of it i thought was just really special and these are people who'd never met each other and yeah. like by the end everyone's like i love you right like it was just this incredible experience so yeah. um we'll be doing a lot more of that and figuring out how to create community at scale yes. um it's like on my whiteboard like yeah. all the things so like i'm like that's a big thing i'm just studying so every single month i study um i study a biography of someone and then i study a topic area and so i'm doing kind of like the both like two together so for me it's community like i'm learning about communities great church communities great like i'm reading the weight watchers the autobiography of the founder of weight watchers like my, my husband walked in is like what are you reading and i was like <laughs> do you know this story it's incredible it's like the story of community that just became this like movement it's powerful. so um yeah i'm i'm constantly kind of kind of into that so i have themes to every month and that kind of helps keep my like my reading list simpler because if not yeah. i'm just gonna spend yeah. all of our money on books yeah and if in that you said it earlier but like for people to the, reading the book the purpose factor is a great way to kind of get exposure but like the, really get, getting to know you guys is going to be the i think part of the game changer for people getting to be around you part of that is i think the thing that's made such an impact on me so that 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 the website will have in the link but the community that you guys are building online in different places is such a great place to go and i could i couldn't encourage you listening watching this to, to just dive in or even go take a look and 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 see for yourself just kind of what these guys have got going on it's uh it'll it's worth your time and i think that there's probably more that is in store for for you in that than you'd realize so there we go uh thank you again for the time uh really excited to uh, get to share this conversation with people and uh just pray blessings on you and all of the things that you and brian are putting your hands to in this next year thanks man i loved it all right talk to you soon <laughs>